God of grace and mercy, you are our hope and our strength and our shield. May we be a people who are not only blessed, but a blessing to others in this world for your glory's sake. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. We celebrate this day, all saints, on the heels of a celebration of life yesterday of Evelyn Hambrick, one of our members' mother, who fought long and hard for the last six years to beat cancer. And one might think that she was defeated, and yet, because she had passed through the baptismal waters and been marked as Christ's own, as you and I are marked, it was a celebration of joy. It was a time in which we could literally stand on as every funeral is, hope. We stand on hope. I'm going to fall, you know it. But I'm standing on hope to make a point that we come and we celebrate at funerals the assurance of what Christ has done for us in reconciling us to God the Father. Christ was sent and came to fulfill God's promises, his covenant with God's people. He came as the hope of the world to bring unity and reconciliation, closing the gap between humankind and God and ushering in an abundance of blessings and transformation to the poor to the hungry, to those who mourn, to those who are hated, to those who are excluded and reviled, even defamed on account of this Son of Man. Jesus Christ came and is our hope. And so in this season in which there are so many crazy stories going on, I'm challenging our members, our city, actually the whole of the United States, camp out on hope and claim hope instead of fear that there is this bigger story in Jesus Christ that we have that is ours to steward in the world. That's why we're giving away 500 signs of hope because we're rich in this hope and we have the opportunity and the responsibility to share it. Now, we may not see the blessings clearly in this life. We can bank on it being there in heaven. I would say if blessing and hope were a currency, then we are filthy rich, right? We're rich in hope because of Christ Jesus' death on the cross, paying for our sins and our afflictions, And we've been set free to live the grace-filled life, which means we have an abundance of hope to share with others. 
And if we choose to live out a grace-filled spirituality, we'll make it our aim to give away more than we receive, even more than half of what we may have. And what Eric Law calls grace economics, as a community does this, they'll experience everyone's needs getting met. You see, we live in a day and an age where scarcity mentality is prevalent. It would say, keep it all for yourself, you've earned it, or if you give it away, there may not be anything to replace it. Take care of yourself first and foremost. But know this, that that is your consolation, and with it can come great isolation. We live in a day and time where people are more isolated than ever. Lonely. Loneliness is an epidemic. As much as there is social media to connect people, it's not a true connection. Luke gives us in our gospel today woes to those who are living for this life only by the world's ways. I believe he's attempting to wake up those who have a lot to be aware of those who have not. Because it's so easy when you have all your needs cared for to be oblivious to the plight of others. I think he's challenging them and us to live beyond our comfort for the kingdom of heaven, where grace and hope flow freely, and we share what we've been given because it belongs to God anyway. It's all gift. It's all grace. I did nothing to be born in this country, to be born in a family of upper middle class. That was grace. Now it's on me how in the world I will store that. How will I speak out for those who have no voice, who have not? But this way of grace is costly to our pride and our ego. For it requires that we not just forgive, but love our enemies, do good to those who hate us, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other cheek. Do you know that the way that would work is that there was a, a they did not, they, in that day and age, the embrace, the, a slap would have been with the, the right hand. And so to offer the other cheek is to actually come into a place of embracing that person that's just hit you and to make them see you as person. So it again is about coming into the fullness of relationship with one another, saying, you won't just abuse me as a non-entity, but here I am as a full person. See me and know I'm here to be taken account of. But if anyone takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give it to everyone. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. 
the golden rule. All good and well, but what I would think is most important is that underlying this text is a lifestyle of repentance and forgiveness. We don't talk about that much in this church, in any church this day, I don't think. But it's not enough to repent at baptism, to turn from evil and follow Christ's ways. It's rather an ongoing daily journey. I'm doing a renewal program with a group of ladies by a woman by the name of Donna Parteau, and she has a special blessing prayer which helps to utilize this this very tool helps to see others in a new perspective that I think this gospel is calling us to. It invites you to list those people that you are resenting and then what is it that you think they owe you? Do they owe you love? Do they owe you justice? Do they owe you grace? What do they owe you? And then the next step is to be their defense attorney and to totally do a 180 on how you've been looking at them and to say why it is that they are defendable in what they did. And then to go a step further and say where have you colluded in helping to create that scenario. And then finally to say are you willing to let Christ who took all of this to the cross make the payment for that person and then to release them to God. And then it's not complete until you pray that God would bless them. And if you want to walk in liberty, if you want to see changes in your relationships, I challenge you to dare to pray that way. I'll be having Raquel put that series of questions in the e-newsletter but I can tell you that there, where there have been relationships stuck for years, as I've been began to pray this way, it's been freed up. I've been freed up to receive and to be in relationship with these people in new ways that are grace-filled, unexpected, unmerited, as is God's grace to us. It's unmerited favor. When we hold on to unforgiveness towards anyone, when we've been so graciously forgiven, I think that it affects us in all the other currencies. We begin to hold on to other things like money, and we become inward-focused and stuck. And then there are some who I believe have struggled, as I have, to fully receive God's forgiveness and thereby have difficulty forgiving themselves and others. Maybe because they feel unworthy or are consumed by fear and self-preservation. But here's the reality. None of us are worthy, but we are made worthy through Jesus Christ's act of love on our behalf on that cross when he chose to forgive all of humanity for our atrocious acts. And the deal is, is that you cannot earn it, only receive it. 
It's grace. It's a gift. It is for us to receive as your hope and let him have all the old ways. It's only in this way when we can just humble ourselves and receive the grace gift that we can walk in freedom to love even our enemies and go so far as to pray God's blessing over them. It's not natural, it's not comfortable, it's not easy, but it is grace. And it is liberty and freedom and it is the way to hope. It's a choice to live out the way of grace and hope. And out of this, we can know that we have been fully blessed by God. So it's my prayer that you will walk and work with me as a community of grace as we extravagantly share the hope that we've been given in the next couple of weeks. And maybe that'll keep on happening because God knows the world is hungry for something other than what's being served up. And we have that in Jesus Christ. Amen.